0: Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is straight out of Vegas, with the voice of Vegas. Your host, R.J. Bell. Give me a number, Give me a phone. A the pregame show America has always wanted. I for the future. I for the future from the vegas strip here's rj Bell.
4: We start here on Straight Out of Vegas on a Wednesday in the NBA. A very controversial topic as Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Houston Rockets, who sent out a tweet in support of the protesting over in China. Because of that backlash from the government in China, NBA officials have spoken out against it. Adam Silver has tried to uh, mend fences there. There's been threats of canceling uh, partnerships and deals and sponsorships with the NBA. Some have already pulled out. So a big controversy with the NBA and now China.
5: Yeah. And I I felt like FSR's Clay Travis has really been on top of this story. And, you know, Clay is known for being to the right. And, you know, obviously some people are known being from the left. And to me, I'm money green, right? I've got my own political ideas, but I'm no expert at them. So I tend to stay out of that stuff because my expertise doesn't lie there. I think this is a fascinating story. It's a huge story. And what Clay said was, this might be the first billion-dollar tweet. And to me, that's a powerful concept. You think about it, you know, I am pretty thoughtful about my Twitter, at RJ in Vegas, and – I don't sense stuff, you know, if I have a couple beers, which I rarely do, I don't tweet or, you know, I try not to be goofy with it. And I think some people are hit or miss, right? Even serious people. Tweeting's fun. You got to wonder what the thought process was for for Daryl Morey. Did he really give this a lot of thought? Or was this one of this, hey, I'm in the bathroom for three minutes. Let me knock off a quick tweet, because the idea that it could have been a whim, it could have been something that wasn't really thought out, not saying it wasn't a good point or a bad point, it's not the point to me, I'm saying it's a billion dollar type swing, it seems, and who knows, the idea that in any other era, pre-Twitter, pre-social media, that someone could be at their house in their pajamas... (laughs) and could be swinging markets a billion dollars, that's one thing to think about. The other is to think about really what the stakes are here, whatever side you're on. And obviously, freedom, it's hard to be against freedom, right? So the question, I think, is how much money should a corporation, what is the obligation of a corporation to be ethical, and I think most people would say the obligation's pretty high there, right? Above ethical is legal, right? Well, any corporation is obligated to not break the law. If they do, there's gonna be a consequence. Ethics are other than the law, meaning it's not illegal, but it's kind of dirty. Now, Fez, or maybe I should ask Brad. Brad, <laughs> if you're invested in a company, do you want them to play as dirty as you play? Yes. Yes. You want to. You want them to play as dirty as possible while making sure to quantify the risk of playing dirty. Yes. Absolutely. If there's brand risk or whatever, you you don't care. You're just pumping yeah. your fist at injuries. <laughs> Fez, you're the same way. I'm sure. I
3: don't mind audits. We just have to win them. Yes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's a great one. I haven't heard that one. Tag that producer. <laughs> That's a great one. I don't mind audits. I just want to win them. That's good. Jonas, I mean, you're not as hardcore as these guys, but if you look at your 401k and it goes down and you're thinking, and then you get an email from the CEO of the company saying, hey guys, I know we're down 15%, but we help this social cause or in some country that you never heard of necessarily, not saying we haven't heard of Hong Kong, but hey, aren't the people in the countries we haven't heard of as important as Hong Kong? You know, So it all matters, right? So if you hear that somehow they helped you know, a village because they paid more money or whatever social consideration, Do, does it make you feel better about your losses?
4: No, I'd like to have some input in into how my money is handled. Which is an interesting
5: point, right? And in, in I think, wow, that's almost like we planned it. It's a great transition because in a weird way, the NBA has been in a tough position because they have advanced the narrative of being a socially conscious league, really in contrast to the NFL, and to me, whenever I hear the jibber jabber, I'm always thinking, how much pain is that league, is that person, is that company willing to feel? And if someone's willing to really, like, I look at Muhammad Ali, whatever you think about his decision to be a conscientious objector, thanks for nonfez. He's like, yep, that's right. <laughs> He was he lost three and a half years of his career, and we forget this now. If the Supreme Court didn't decide for him, and by definition, if you go all the way to the Supreme Court, that means you've lost every step of the way. Right? He would have went to jail. A hundred percent, he would have went to jail. That was so he would went to jail. That's a guy that believes what he's doing. So you agree, disagree? You got to respect it. NBA. Tell them it's a couple hundred thousand. Tell them it's a million. Yeah, they got their, you know, political considerations. But now we're talking billions. And unless there's been breaking news, I mean, what? How, Jonas? How would you re? How would you kind of do a synopsis of where the story is right now?
4: Uh, the latest I saw was uh, President Trump called out Steve Kerr by name and Greg Popovich at their hypocrisy for. Being able to call out their own government, but when the subject was brought to them about another government, they didn't want to go there to, in essence, to protect their bottom line.
5: Now, you're not, I mean, as far as I can see, you're not a real strongly political guy. I can't can't stand it. It it bores me to death. So when you hear what the president said, logically, not siding with Trump, not siding with the NBA— how does that resonate with you? Meaning not that he said it but the logic of what he's saying.
4: I think it's kind of exposed people in the NBA who want to speak out about certain issues and causes yet something like this comes up and everybody runs away from
5: it. It just it it's it very it sort of is a little bit hypocritical. Yeah, and 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 if anything I as much as the coaches in those in in those two cases have spoken out the most it seems about their political beliefs, I mean, what are they really supposed to do in a way, right? I feel like there is logic, like Jonas said, are they supposed to, like, boycott the NBA? I guess they could speak out and say, we believe the NBA should pull out or what. Yeah, they could do that at least. They, ha- have they-, they haven't even done that, huh?
4: No, they're, they're doing everything they can to try and protect and save whatever relationship they've got still remaining.
5: Well, that's what the league's trying to yeah. do, but uh, Steve Kerr's not obligated to do that. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they haven't spoken out against the NBA yet about how they're dragging their feet, making a, a strong decision. No, against- no, nothing yet. Yeah. That I've seen. Okay. But boy, I mean, it does I mean, this does feel like the first Adam Silver, you know, really black eye. Because I mean, he's had I mean, maybe I'm missing one, but he's really had a charmed time so far, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, these are the fascinating stories when it comes to polit- politics. Because it's not about partisanship or whatever. It's about money and freedom. Because what, you know, what are the people in Hong Kong fighting for, right? It's effectively freedom. And I don't know enough to know how oppressed they are. I don't know enough to judge it, but generally I'm on the side of freedom, right? And imagine someone going, I hate freedom. (laughs) But I also understand, as we often say, every time you say it's a game or every time I say it's a game, you say it's a business, Every time I say it's a business, you say it's a game. The league's hypocrisies, all of them, never stop. And I guess the one thing I'll say in defense of the leagues, you might think, and before I was a businessman, you know, I, I was a finance grad, but then I went and did gambling, poker, sports, didn't have any real business. And then I started a business, pregame.com. And as a businessman at this point, I always used to think, all right, the guy's worth $50 million. If he lost, you know, a half a million and something and it was for a good cause, is it really cause to be that upset? You know, be a little more gentle. And again, I was never a soft-hearted guy, but it, that kind of made sense to me. And then I started thinking about it, and then I learned if you're a business and you get soft in a way like that, if you're not fighting for every nickel, your competitor is... And what ends up happening, right? Remember in The Godfather, which we have to reference often, is when Tom Hagen was trying to advise The Godfather to do the deal with Solazzo, to get into drugs, he said, listen, we've got the strongest position now, but with the money they make from the drugs, the other families, they can buy politicians, guns, and it's going to put us at risk. So if a company had a monopoly And you said, hey, you know, 1% less is no big deal. I think that's a fair statement. But if the NBA loses China, let's say, and the NFL doesn't, now the NFL is making, what, whatever, a billion extra. What are they doing with that billion? Some of it's going in their pockets. Some of it's going to advance analytics or all the things that are the support system of the league. And it really is an arms race amongst billionaires So as easy as it is to say, don't worry about it, it can have serious consequences when you have fierce, fierce competition. It's almost like in baseball, oh, you don't need steroids back in the day or whatever today. I don't know. And it's like, yeah, if no one was on them, fine. But if the other team is and you're not, kind of tough. Any closing thoughts, guys? No. Yeah, I think we handled that pretty well. From here, it's nothing but us making money we talked about other people's money. And when we come back, Baker Mayfield talk, real short on it though, I think this is very telling what happened with Baker. And also we've been promising Kirk Cousins, shocking stats, and one last thing. Fezzik, world premier, he's moving a player into the highest level of his list. There's only like five of them. Someone's being added, and at least one's being taken away.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Sound the trumpets! It's horse racing time, so saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the
2: playthrough requirements. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code C-N-D-R. That's C-A-N-D-R. Only on the DK Horse app.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
4: So after Richard Sherman came out and said that Baker Mayfield snubbed him in the handshake line before Monday night's game against the Cleveland Browns, uh, against the 49ers and the Cleveland Browns, Richard Sherman is now backtracking. He said he owes Baker Mayfield an apology. Video came out, RJ, showing that, in fact, Baker Mayfield did shake his hand and everybody else's hand. So what does Vegas make of the
5: uh, the fake controversy regarding Richard Sherman and Baker Mayfield? And I think you're right. If you try to make this story anything other than Sherman must really hate Baker, and you might think, who cares what one guy thinks? It's like, let's be candid. I get sick of hearing the whole Stanford stuff. I'll be honest. I get sick of it. He went to Stanford. Did he even graduate? Do we know? Not sure. Nah. We need to look it up. Mike, look at up, Brad. So I think he did. There's no way they kept talking Stanford that much if he just you know didn't graduate. I hope he did. And I'm not saying he's not a smart guy. It's just smart people do dumb things. Dumb people do smart things. We don't. Everything someone does doesn't get excused because they went to Stanford, or doesn't get validated because they went to Stanford.
6: He graduated.
5: Congre- I mean, and that's a heck of an accomplishment. Let's be candid. So still, and a lot of dumb people from schools like Stanford, Northwestern, etc. Right, Fess. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the worst, Northwestern, Jeez. So what's, why would he hate him so much? And in a weird way, I do think Sherman is kind of a thought leader with the players where he understands the culture and he's able to kind of distill it and you know, hear all the voices. And he's been in the league a long time. And if he hates Baker so much... That he lies. Knowing how many can Everyone has a cell phone. Like, how did he think he could get away with it? Maybe it was some genius move. Because the old story is... The, the report gets 10,000 retweets. And the retraction gets 1,000 retweets. Maybe Sherman said, yeah, I'll get caught. But there'll be a two-day news cycle about how crappy he is before I do. Or he could have had just so much hate that he's like, I don't care if I get caught. I'm just taking a bad – like you're chasing someone that was hitting on your girlfriend across the street in traffic. You don't care, that kind of irrational stuff. But either way, I don't want to be Baker Mayfield. If that's the consensus opinion of the defensive players in the NFL – I don't want to be Baker Mayfield. If Sherman's want to do something irrational to hurt him,
3: and if you look at the way Bosa reacted after sacking him, yeah, well, remember that's
5: in a high state grad. Yeah, that that that, that crap. It's almost like the guy that's peed off so many people. Wherever he goes, he's got to be looking over his shoulder, (laughs) and you know, it's not. I can't go to that part of town. I can't go out of the house without the hood on. (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny to see? How much would you pay? Just hit me. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. How much would you pay to see Fezic legitimately drop like into the you know west side of Baltimore with like a hundred bucks, no ID? Oh,
6: I like him. I don't. Want no, no, no. Him, yeah.
5: But that's the thing is, he's it's not like he would just like all of a sudden, have, you know, get his arms chopped off. He would have a tough time navigating. Yeah. How do you think you'd do, Fez?
3: Poorly. You saw me try to get my Uber up on my cell phone in Atlanta. <laughs> Oh
5: no! <laughs> yeah, it's a true story too. It's fascinating because this is a guy. You bring him a couple computers, and he can literally make a living. He doesn't. You know, you could drop him anywhere, but no Wi-Fi, without bodyguards, he's like a. Ba- It'd be like leaving a, a a baby in a stroller would have a better chance.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's interesting. So anyway, Jonas, you agree that this bodes poorly for Baker? Well, I think it bodes
4: poorly for Baker just in that he's got – we talked about it yesterday. They've got this target on their back, and they've not won anything or done anything to deserve this target. This is all for the noise in the offseason. I also think it's a bad look for Richard Sherman. It feels like a guy who's been kind of out of the limelight for a couple of years, and he wanted to make a a bunch of noise about nothing all that important. And in the end, he just looks like he's a
5: liar. Yeah, but I just wonder. He could have done a lot of things to get attention – Isn't it weird that he picked I mean, I think it's meaningful that he picked this.
4: Oh, yeah. And and other guys on the team, and people have tried to justify Richard Sherman by saying, no, he was more annoyed with Baker not shaking hands after the coin flip and jogging off the field. Well, two other players on the Browns also did the same exact thing, but he made it a point to, to specifically point out that it was Baker Mayfield. So it just goes to the dislike of Mayfield from a lot of guys in the league. And
5: to me, it doesn't matter at all how right or wrong Baker is. It doesn't. It might matter to you as a fan saying what you're going to think of Baker. That's fine. I'm saying the NFL players think what they think. And this is something. There's a pack mentality with alpha males. When you see the weak gazelle, like Fezzik in the west side of Baltimore, every you know the cell phones are ringing. It's like, Hey, we got a live one, you know, (laughs) and to me, if Baker's being weakened by this, it's just going to get worse, not better. We're going to get to another NFL
4: quarterback here coming up in just a moment. First, I want to let you know straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. Finding out why your check engine light is on can save you a lot of time and money down the road. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the real problem and analyze your specific vehicle information, code, and mileage to get you verified fixed solutions. Get in the zone. AutoZone. So the Minnesota Vikings are back to their winning ways. Hold
5: on, John. Hold on. I'm taking you – know, this is a first another first time. Jonas's analysis was so strong in this story. He led us in pregame research down such a fruitful path that I want to announce for you. All right. So Jonas has a show on the. When's the weekend show? What time is it? 11 p.m. to 3
4: a.m. Pacific time, Friday into Saturday.
5: Yeah, I call that prime time yeah. myself. Yeah, in in Indonesia, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, and it's with Brady Quinn. No,
4: that's that's the overnights uh, that I do solo. The show I'm with, confused. Yeah, the show with
5: Brady Quinn is on Sunday nights. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So it was you and Brady that were talking about this Cousins concept. Yeah, though, right? but it was
4: really originally my thought.
5: So, okay, yeah, so yeah. the pretty boy, you're saying the pretty boy's getting enough love. Yeah, he's in the sidecar on this one. And I'll be honest with you, Cousins, and Fez, you can speak to this, and the mystery of him, a guy that in some ways looks great, in other ways, huh, looks bad. It's probably one of the reoccurring discussion points in Vegas for years. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, huge
3: disparity in cousins' performances, and you wonder what was that? Oftentimes, after big ball games.
5: Yeah, and the consensus was, I think, the bright lights, the the, the scrutiny, he gets nervous. All uh, I guess, um, you know, the Bengals and Andy Dalton have that rep to some degree. Jonas said, you know, something I've read and read, you know, it's kind of weird to say reading is the way to learn because it's obvious. But with sports betting, you can read 20, 30 articles and not really pick anything up. And then you pick up a nugget. And Jonas, you had a nugget that sent us scurrying, and we got some numbers to back it up. Share the nugget first.
4: Yeah, there was a a story that came out that Kirk Cousins, this going back to his days with the Redskins, he's got a daily planner, but it's not just any normal daily planner. He's got everything in Excel spreadsheets. It's color-coordinated, 15-minute increments throughout his entire day. And so I thought maybe the issue isn't so much who he's playing or or you know the this the the situation. I think what it is is the time. I wonder if he gets thrown off his routine that's so important to him when he plays anything other than a one PM Eastern time, ten a.m.
5: Pacific time kickoff. And it would fit, it it would be a similar thing as if it was the TV games, right? but it wouldn't be the same thing. And here's the numbers. And I think you had some straight up numbers. We'll give both straight up and ATS and a new researcher McKenzie did this. We're expecting some big things. So cousins at the one o'clock games, this is when he's comfortable. So straight up 27 and 21. Remember now with Washington, right? So a lot of those years against the spread 30 and 17, one push, 63% mighty good. Not one o'clock game. So four o'clock night game. Either of the two, we're putting them all together. 10 and 18, two ties. Wow. Straight up in nine and 20 with one push against the spread. So Jonas one o'clock, 63% career, not one o'clock, 31%. Now, You could say, well, RJ, it's one and the same thing. Well, no, because they play some big games at one, right? Yep. And they play some not-so-big games at four, right, at the Raiders or whatever. So what we're going to do is dig even deeper for next week is say, okay, we're going to identify, based on the record going into the game, who were the really big teams they were playing, and say... And what what, what I hope we don't find is he does well. Because if what we end up finding out is he does well, even at 4 o'clock or 8 o'clock against the bad teams, then it is about how good the teams are. What I expect is these numbers are so extreme, we're going to find out Jonas was right and was more about the time. People are fascinated to know how much players are worth. How much is he worth? How much is he worth? Well, one of the general concepts, probably the most powerful Is that quarterbacks are king and non quarterbacks aren't worth near what you might think. So, Fez, how many players do you have, just quickly, worth half a point non quarterbacks? About 80. All right. Worth one point? 20. And now, coming into this week, worth one and a half. That's the top echelon. Three players only. Okay. So, coming into this week, not. So you're giving the end Mm. coming into this week. How many? I had five. Okay. So you're saying we went from five to three, and there's one new one. Yes. World premiere announcement. Who's the new player on the top echelon?
3: Carolinas McCaffrey.
5: Not only is he...
3: Worth 1.5 points. RJ, you hate it when I do the decimal thing. 1.6 points. I have him as the most valuable non-quarterback in the league.
5: And a week ago, he was not on your list of the most valuable.
3: He was not. I had him at one point. So what did he
5: do? Did you, like, finally watch a Panther
3: game? (laughs) (laughs) I realized that he was suddenly
5: one of the uh,
3: MVP candidates out there as a non-quarterback. He's really having a tremendous year.
5: Yeah, and... That's the thing. I do think these kind of changes need to come slowly, because if you really think about the zigs and the zags, there'd be some real goofy headlines, you know, about Tom Brady's too old, you know, is one of the classic ones. Or I think he, you know, uh, I think Marriott has finally arrived, you know. And to me, I like that you're, you know, you move slow, like changing the Constitution. We don't want it to happen every day. But apparently, there's two more changes. Who's off the list? Well, we have
3: three wide receivers off the list. I've taken down Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and DeAndre Hopkins.
5: Now, Tyreek Hill was on the list, hasn't played a game, and now he's been demoted. How is that? Well, he played early in the year, and now he's injured, and I just... Oh, so he played early, and you looked at him and said, How... <laughs> you said, you know... I don't tend to move quick, but those eight plays I saw in the All Twenty Two—I mean, was that the thinking?
3: Well, I think a big part of his success is Mahomes.
5: And you did it. Oh, so oh, now that actually makes sense. What you're saying is, is you've been more impressed—not necessarily the last game, but with Mahomes in general. You're thinking it's less Hill. Yes. Player number two. Player down.
3: number two, Mike Evans, Tampa Bay. He—he's not even the leading receiver right now for
5: the Bucks. Hmm. But wasn't your big pitch? That when we did play Tampa Bay against the Rams, that he had the flu for two games, and he played both of them, but it depressed his stats?
3: Yes, but last week he must have had the flu again because he had zero catches.
5: Mm. Now, are we sure he's not getting double-teamed? Because that's what's interesting. If you double-team a, a wide receiver every play, he's valuable if he doesn't catch a ball. Under- but
3: probably not worth one and a half. Yeah, my understanding, Lattimore, the really good corner, just shut him down last week. Yeah. And you got one more. Yeah, Houston DeAndre Hopkins, another wide receiver that isn't even leading his team in reception yards. Hard to make a case that he's that important.
5: All right, so I'm feeling frisky right now. Thank you, Steve Fezzik. I'm R.J. Bell. Brad and I have a disagreement. Usually we go over the three biggest games. We'll try to get to that in the next segment. We're going to do an impromptu crossfire, and it's going to be on. Brad, you pick the game?
6: Yeah, San Francisco taking on the L.A. Rams. All right, so let's get the line
4: from Jonas. All right, so we've got the Rams and the 49ers coming up this weekend in the NFL on pregame.com. Right now, the betting line is at, excuse me, sorry for the uh, pause here, so I I think it's between
5: three and three and a half. It's, It's like 320 or three and a half. It's now at three. In favor wow. of the Rams. The Rams are three-point favorites.
6: So, so Brad, what line did you have the Rams when you liked it? Uh, three minus 120. Okay, interesting. So, I like and I have bet the L.A. Rams in this Oh, game. What number did you bet? Three minus 120. Hmm, okay. And what's the line now? Well, from what Jonas said, it's three. You question
5: Jonas' ability to read the screen?
6: Yes, I do. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs>
5: all right. So at least hey, this guy. All bets are off of this know, guy now. So Fez, take a take a gander. Give us a good consensus in a minute. But you continue.
6: Yeah. So I like the Rams here, and I like the spot here for the Rams. Here's a Rams team that has extra rest from a Thursday night game against Seattle. Meanwhile, they're taking on a 49ers team that just played on Monday night. So three extra days rested. Wow, that that's for the Rams. no one knows that, dude. Yeah, they don't. But Secrets. Here's, here's what I'm thinking. If You know, you know,
5: it'd be be hilarious if Brad goes, everybody, the game started. It was the Rams on Thursday and the 49ers. Come on, dude. Like the market doesn't know that. Continue.
6: Here's where I think the market's misreading. I'm wondering what this line would be had Greg Leg made a kick against Seattle, which he was significantly favored to do so. I think that at least the whole narrative around the Rams struggling wouldn't be there. But Uh, can't we just look at the look ahead line? Yeah what was the look-ahead
5: line? So what's the market right now? The market is 3.2. There's a few more threes than three and halves. Okay, so what's your 3.2? Sa- All right, so you're saying it's down from when Brad bought the minus 120? Yes. So right now the market agrees with me. The million-dollar batters agree with me. Yes, and the
3: look-ahead line on this game was 5.5.
5: Okay, so the look-ahead line was 5.5. You had the 49ers look great. You had the Rams not look so good, and we went down to three-and-a-half effectively. Okay, that's a big move. Boy, I would have liked that five-and-a-half even more, I guess. Here's my thinking, and it's really simple, guys. Advanced analytics say, and let's use football outsiders, that the 49ers, and this is going to be hard to believe, are the sixth best team after four games. Remember, they've only played four games. In the last 30 years. So they got stats, they got the same analytics they do year after year that are quoted as much as any. Wouldn't you agree, Fess? Yes. And they say this isn't a once-a-year kind of best team this year, though they're not. New England is even better. This is a twice a decade. Like every five years there's a team this good. I don't think the 49ers are that good. But when advanced analytics are like way out there and the market is saying the Rams are better because the Rams home field is less than three. Two and a half. So three and a half where I played it, plus three and a half, even three plus a hundred, which if you take Brad's line, I'm saying, wait a minute, the Rams have to be better. San Fran is way better by the advanced analytics. If only they're right by a third. If two-thirds of their extreme results are BS, they're right by a third. I still got one of the better bets of the month. Brad's just betting that the advanced analytics are wrong. Mm -hmm. So last thing, quickly, what about the 49 other than the old default? Oh, they look good on Monday night. I want to fade them. Other than that, what makes you skeptical about the Niners? Their
6: schedule. I, I mean, I get it. That's going to be building into those advanced anal- analytics. But Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Cleveland's the best team they've so faced Tampa so far. So Tampa Bay
5: is right now in in advanced analytics and stuff an above average team. And you could say the
6: same Tampa Bay team that went into L. A.
5: and beat exactly, Rams. exactly. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So th- this is why this is so fun. Brad, a college expert, but he does well in the NFL too. Sees one thing. I clearly see another. The question is, do you trust the advanced analytics or do you trust the feeling that it's more? Because, really, I haven't heard anything positive about the Rams from you. It's more you think it's an overreaction.
6: Overreaction, yes.
5: So what do you think the line should be? Mm, I think it should be four. Okay. All right. Oh, well, let's keep this simple, by the way. We got a bet. All right, when we come back, speaking of bets, we got a best bet. From Fezzik. He does it every Wednesday, his line move, and we're going to talk a little bit of baseball.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: Nutrafol.com spelt N U T R A F O L lcom com promo code CR Show. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code CR Show.
4: Guys, we've got a pivotal game five in Major League Baseball coming up later on tonight between the Dodgers and the Washington Nationals right now on pregame.com. The Dodgers are a
5: minus 170. You know, you might have heard talking. Brad, I think, was conspiring. You've never done, like, a Nancy Kerrigan, did you? Or a, um, with, with the, the, the lady that had the knee hit on the skater. Remember Tanya Harding? <laughs> yeah. Like, you've never caused an injury, have no, you? No. You just root for them.
6: <laughs> yeah, pretty
5: much. <laughs> All right. Listen, with baseball, the thing – we only said one thing coming in because we're – you know, I'm not a baseball expert. And batting in baseball, it's significant, but it's not near as much as football, basketball – And what I said was right here straight out of Vegas, the analytics can't figure out how to predict the playoffs. They've looked at everything. Is it starting pitching? Is it relief? Is it hitting the ball in play? Blah, blah, blah. And they don't know. The abacuses, they're going crazy, but they can't figure it out. Fez, have you ever had any better give you a really good playoff baseball system that won? No. It's just tough, and so you stay away from it. But I think if you don't know, there's a way to play it. And what I recommended was pick a couple of dogs you like, play them each for a small amount, and hope you hit the lottery ticket. Well, Yankees obviously blow out, give them credit, boat raced. But in the three other series we're looking at here, we got St. Louis looking like almost a sure win and they were 17 to 1 to win the World Series. Atlanta was 8 to 1. Now you're looking Dodgers, they're favored at home, but they were about 3 to 1 and the Nationals were 16 to 1. And then finally you look at Houston was about 2 to 1. The Rays were 28 to 1 to win the World Series. So I can tell you this, I would love to have a ticket right now. World Series ticket on St. Louis, Washington and the raise. And to me, that system, it doesn't always work, but that system of looking at the dog because it's not predictive in baseball and thus the pricing favoring a dog a ton just, or the favor a ton doesn't make a lot of sense.
4: We got a best bet from Steve Fezzik coming up here in just a moment. First, I want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. Finding out why your check engine light is on can save you a lot of time and money down the road. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the real problem and analyze your specific vehicle information, code, and mileage to get you verified fixed solutions. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The Kansas City Chiefs are currently four-point favorites hosting the Houston Texans. RJ,
5: what does Vegas,
4: and in particular, Steve Fezick make of the game? So, Fez,
5: this is your line mover. Is, is this the game? This is not the game. All right, what, what is your line move? Line mover is
3: Monday night football, the Green Bay Packers minus four against Detroit.
5: Okay, so you got about 45 seconds. And remember, this is both you like the game and you think the line's going to move, so play it now.
3: Exactly. And the home field advantage I have for Green Bay is four points. So let's think about this. The spread on this game is four points. So the spread is saying these two teams. Even. Are equal, which to, in my eyes is ludicrous. I have Green Bay as the significantly better team. Green Bay, my eighth best team. Detroit, nowhere close to that. Wow. Really cheap laying for
5: Green Bay. That isn't that line so off a lot. What's your power rating say? Power rating say seven and a half. So you're saying your power ratings say Green Bay three and a half points better. Yes. And the market's saying they're even. Yes, that's that's a once or twice a year. It's that extreme, right? I can. So what do you think it is? Doesn't it worry? you? See, here's the thing with me. When I can't explain why a line is wrong, I get scared when I know it's oh this bias or that bias or Brad's wrong about this. I'm fine. But this one doesn't make a lot of sense. Luckily, we have a few days, but you're saying play it now. Fezzik says play it now.